Welcome back to episode five of Looney Engineering. Today, we're going to talk about building a network. I'm Andrew Clarkson. And I'm Chris Naismith. And we did this backwards today, but I think that worked. Awesome. Okay, so uh, building a network. This is this is a really good one. This is a fun one that, I mean, I enjoy it as a uber extrovert who likes talking to people and people who don't tend to hate it. Uh, what's your kind of overall feeling on this? Yeah, I think building a network is super important. I think you are much different than myself when it comes to building a network. Like you building a network, you almost have like a following. Whereas I feel like my network is maybe more personal, more, I have a bunch of connections with people who I know. Um, Some of them I don't know um, well, but yeah. Uh, yeah, definitely. I would agree with that. Um, a lot of people, their networks are a little more personal people I know. What I found is as I as I build that kind of following, I guess you call it, bigger and bigger, um, I make more and more friends, though. I make more people that are connections, acquaintances, and people that I talk to on a regular basis. Then all of a sudden, they start like trickling into other platforms and other places that I'm in. And it's kind of cool. Yeah. When, when I see like you posting and just seeing the people interacting with it. And then I think the other thing is, is you're not one of those people that just posts and then that's it. You're like, yeah, love me. I'm Andrew. <laughs> um, but <laughs> so I'll constantly nice. log on to LinkedIn and I'll see Andrew's commented on this. Andrew's like that. And, you know, I think you're very uh, engaged in your network on LinkedIn, uh, constantly, you know, praising people for, you know, either, building in public or possibly getting a new job. You know, you're, you're very good at doing that. Hell yeah. Well, thank you. First off, but hell yeah. Um, like I, I've tagged myself on there. like junior dev hype man. Like I'm all about it. I love it. I saw success in this and I want everyone else to. So the, the thing that makes me happiest after like I got my job is seeing other people get their jobs and seeing other people be successful. And I love it. And then, and then I start getting tags of like, Andrew helped me with this. And I'm like, what? Like, I'm just posting stuff. Like, these are just kind of me musing out the world. I feel the same way um, getting tagged in stuff since this podcast and just doing stuff with you is getting tagged and being like, oh, I want to thank Chris for helping me out with this. And I was like, what are you talking about? Like, I'm just an idiot who talks into a microphone every two weeks and then posts it online. Right. Like my, my 50 odd page now document of ideas for content of things that I post is literally called musings of a madman. Like I've taken this very seriously, but at the same time, I don't take myself seriously at all. So it's like, let's just go on and this is entertaining. This is fun. And then people are like, this is amazing. So I'm like, hell yeah. Like that's such encouragement to keep doing it. So let's get into the actual building part. So there's a lot of different ways, a lot of different definitions of a network, but I think we can really cut it all the way down to just people that you know or that you're connected with that maybe or maybe don't have a mutual benefit, often do. I think that's often a place. And a lot of people look at networking as a, they think networking is a dirty word. And I think that's got to do with the way people feel about what they're doing when they're networking. A lot of people think, oh, I have to network. That means I have to go on LinkedIn and I have to make connections with people. And that's the only way I'm going to get a job. But they only look at that with that like single train of thought. That's how I'm going to get a job. They're not looking at this as this more holistic, being part of the community, 
um, increasing their, their bubble, uh, meeting new people, learning new things. There's just so many things that go along with it that if you kind of stand back, zoom out a little bit, you're going to get a lot more out of it. There's, there's a lot of ways to go about networking. And um, the big one I want to talk about, because the one I'm kind of good at is LinkedIn, but also the in-person stuff. You can join communities. Uh, you can go to meetups. You can go to uh, engineering events, hiring events, job fairs. There's so many different places to meet people. So when you said your network. And one, one other one that I want to mention is yeah. like school, like, you know, building a network Huge also one. doesn't need to happen at the workplace or in work related stuff It you know, school is a very big one. I think that's where a lot of like Ivy league schools sort of pride themselves on is the ability to mm -hmm. network. That's, that's a huge one. And you often see, especially Ivy league, like, Oh, they went to Yale, they went to Harvard, like my brother kind of thing. Um, you get that same feel, not at that level, I guess. Um, but you get that same feel with like, Oh, I, they went to the same boot camp as me. And that's an amazing way to introduce yourself. Hey, so you went to the same boot camp and then get into something. Yeah, that I think that's a, a really big one is being able to find some sort of common connection when you're wanting to um, reach out for the first time. And the two that I usually go with is if you already know that there's some sort of connection based off of something on LinkedIn, a big one is if you're say job hunting and you see, you go to the company page and you see there, hey, one person at this place went to the same school as you because LinkedIn will show you that. You could reach out to that individual and say, hey, I saw that you're a graduate from so-and-so, so am I, I'm interested in applying. Would you take have some time in order to, to you know, chat with me about it or, you know, whatever. Yeah. The, the second one that I say is, is, is usually pretty good is mutual connection. And that would be where um, either you reach out to someone on LinkedIn who you know, you have mutual connections with, or you use that mutual connection, reach out to them and say, Hey, I'm really interested in talking to so-and-so, uh, would you be able to introduce us? Yes. And I think that, uh, that second one is amazing and is a little, um, it's like the next level. That's when like, this is a dream company this is somewhere I really want to work. This is something I really need more so than just like building some connections and, and kind of meeting people. So yeah, on the flip side of that, and I really want to get into this one. I know you do too, because it, it always makes me laugh. Some people are bad at it and it doesn't mean stop trying. It means you need to do it differently. Um, but have you ever gotten this message? Uh, hey, Chris, how are you doing? Yep. Dead silence. Absolutely. It's, um, have you, have you ever seen the don't say, Hey, um, does that go along with don't ask to ask? It's, it's similar. I think yeah. it's don't say hey.com or something like that. And it's the, you know, don't message someone just, Hey, and then expect them to come back with like, how's it going? Yeah, and then you go into it. That's your, like, that's a level of friendship. Like I'd message you, Hey, and that'd be fine. You'd never question that. You'd be like, the hell does this guy want? But when you get it from a random person, you're like, wait, what? What about, exactly. what about, um, Hey, Chris, are you guys hiring? That's that's a good one, especially in larger companies. When I was uh, when I worked in smaller companies, that would maybe be fine uh, because I would know everything that's going on. But Fair. yeah, big it's company. Just, someone says, yeah. "Hey, you guys hiring?" And I'm like, "I don't know. Check our careers page." <laughs> like, about a recruiter. Can... Exactly. Yeah, have a look at the careers page. Like, I'm the wrong person. I'd be happy to refer you if I know who you are, or at least a little bit about you. But like, don't make me do the work. Which leads into my next one 
which is, hey, can you look at my resume slash portfolio slash whatever as the first message? And that the issue with that is you're not providing value and you're asking for something right off the bat from somebody you've never met. Um, other ones that I've received, um, it, it generally goes down to asking for something. Um, can you review my product? Can you uh, do this thing? Um, can you refer me to your company when literally you just sent me a, a friend or a friend request? This isn't Facebook. You just sent me a connection request. Um, I have no idea who you are. Like I haven't even seen your posts. I haven't seen anything that you're doing. And there's a there's a bit of a balance there because I'm all about the like message somebody, get to know them, ask for a coffee chat, that sort of thing. But I really lean on it more now and I suggest it more these days as like actually get to know people. Stop just doing this to get a job because it's it stinks. You can really smell that as soon as somebody's there. And I get it. We're all out here for ourselves. We're all out here trying to do things. But you've got to be you've got to just be careful how you go about it because if you come off the wrong way, you're going to you're totally wasting your time. Absolutely. And this actually goes the opposite way as well. So at my work, we are really big on networking for future hires. And we recognize that it might not be the right time right now. Mm -hmm. um, but if you come in too aggressive off the gate, maybe your messages are off-putting, whatever it be, you're going to burn a potential connection. And when that person is ready to start interviewing for a new job because of whatever reason, um, they're probably not going to be interested in that company anymore. So I'd say like building connections is very important on both, um, on, on everyone's side. It doesn't have to be for job hunting or job hiring or anything like that. Um, but just know that if, uh, if you do it wrong, that burns a potential bridge and you don't know what is on the other side. You know, you don't know what that connection could have led to. It could have led to multiple other connections. It could have led to, you know, who knows, right? And that's exactly, that's exactly it. And um, I had a really good train of thought. Um, <laughs> I like this now. Um, a lot of people will say things like, just give me the chance, not in a message. This is just like a, a, a whoa I hear, like, just give me a chance. And there's all these times that you get a chance to prove something. You get to show your code, post it on LinkedIn, build in public, as we talked about. Soft skills are very difficult to talk about. It's, it's, I can tell you I'm a great team player. I'm a good communicator. I have all these things. But it's so much stronger when you show it. And you can show it right from that first message. When I get somebody who messages me with one of these examples I've given, immediately I'm kind of like, I don't think I'd like to work with this person. And that's from one message. That's such a nothing thing. And it might be judgmental, but it's like, if, if that's the way that you have learned to communicate with people, you've missed something along the way. Yeah. And on the flip yeah. side of this, I have so many connections that I talk to all the time that they just kind of started up a conversation one day. It was something they saw that they post. This is the best one. If you want to make a connection with somebody who's, who is fairly active on LinkedIn, all you have to do is talk about what they just did. Maybe make a comment on their post. Maybe do that a few days in a row if you're being like real strategic about this. But if you send me a message and you're like, hey, man, I loved X, Y, Z that you posted about. I really relate with that, whatever. Like I'm immediately intrigued. Like you're interested in something that I did. Amazing. Um, builds my ego a little bit. Fantastic. But 
I'm like, you've actually paid attention. You've actually read something I've done. You put a little bit of effort in here. Then you've come and messaged me. I'm going to talk to you. You're, you're me. You're showing me that you are a good person. Maybe not a good person, but you're showing me you're putting in some effort. I think effort is really the, the important it's, part. It's definitely the effort. And not like I don't have like a template that I use, but if there were to be some sort of template, usually it's like, hey, talk about something that's relevant of like why I'm connecting with that person and then turn it to myself and say like, this is who I am. And mm -hmm. then sort of, if, if there is a, a reason, finish it off with the intent of the message, which mm -hmm. is like, like, Hey, Andrew, I saw that post that you did about this. Um, you know, I'm a senior engineer at Hopper, uh, you know, really admire what you're doing. Would love to be connected to see future content. You're like, cool, Perfect. That, that's, that's it. Yeah. But getting, um, yeah, as, as you mentioned, getting a message that's like, hey, can you help me review my resume? I'm not getting any answers back. And you're like, I don't even know who you are. Like, until you messaged me, I did not know that you existed. That's it. And the whole idea of you messaging me is to tell me that you exist. But the way that you do it is so, so important. And like, just as I'm scrolling here through LinkedIn, kind of laughing, because before I would still say hello when I'd get the like, hey, how are you doing? I'd be like, I'm good, how are you? Now I don't. I'm like, I'm not, just, it's so low effort and it just ends up in a, hey, how are you? I'm good, how are you? Good, and that's it. I'm like, hey, what was the point? Yeah. We're not any more connected. We're not, we're not anything. So it's kind of odd. Now, when it comes to networking online is obviously much different than networking in person. Um, and you've been, you've done some, and, and when I say like, it, it's different, it's very easy to type a message and then send it without any, um, worry. Mm -hmm. Whereas in person, you know, there is, uh, <laughs> there's someone that's potentially going to respond right away. You know, okay, I mean, could ignore you, but that's a good clarification. Okay. So do you have any, maybe like different advice for like in-person networking instead of on like LinkedIn or online communities? Yeah, I think the in-person leans more on those social skills because you can't hide behind the screen and you can't be, if you're going to be weird, people are going to be immediate. Like you're going to get a reaction and you get things, a much quicker reaction. You're right. It's that immediate. Like, oh, hey. Um, so when you're in an in-person event, there's a, a few different ways to go about it. And I know it's not as easy for somebody who's not as like socially active or extroverted or comfortable with this stuff, but you kind of got to put that aside a little bit because everyone knows what everyone is here for. They're here to meet people. They're here to hire people. They're here to network. They're here to find a job, whatever it is. So they expect you to talk to them. So it's not like this odd thing that you're talking to somebody like it might be in the grocery store lineup that might feel a little more awkward. So a few ways about it. One, you can kind of, if you see like a group, um, kind of approach them, kind of fit your way in, uh, listen to what's going on. A really easy kind of in is agree with something. Oh yeah, I did that last week or I've got some experience with that or something slowly warm up to the conversation they'll kind of like you feel like okay you're kind of part of that group and then just join the conversation try and be normal try and add something uh, something to it um and when you kind of disperse try and grab some people's contact information maybe you're able to pull one or two people off into your own little group and have a conversation maybe just make it your goal to get like one contact one linkedin 
that's a pretty easy one. Just somebody you're talking to. And at the end of the conversation, it's like, Hey, I, I really enjoyed chatting with you. Um, can I grab your LinkedIn? Like I'd love to be connected. Or I'd love to chat again. Nobody's going to say no to that unless you've been being a weirdo. Yeah. And, and I think when it comes to in-person, um, you have to be, it's like, it's regular socializing, right? Like yes. you, you have to be, um, concerned about how you're presenting yourself. You want to make sure that you're not, um, cause in, in text it's, there's no emotion, right? Text is very emotionless. And so you have to be a little bit more concerned about the way that you're speaking. Maybe you're speaking too slowly, too quickly, any of that sort of stuff, making sure that people can follow along the conversation um, and just like being approachable. Um, you know, you don't want to, again, seem aggressive where people are like, oh, I don't want to talk to that guy. He it seems concerning. Right. Um, it, it, it'll add a lot to your own life too. Learn a little bit about body language. Learn a little bit about kind of modulation of your voice and like exactly say the speed of it. Like some people are going to talk like this and they're always da, 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 and you're just like, what? Most people don't talk too slow. Usually people can stand to slow down a little bit yep. and they feel uncomfortable slowing down because if I talk like this and I leave these spaces that I'm going to have to cut out and post. Thanks for that. Andrew. No, no, no. You can get to leave that. <laughs> it's for some people, it feels awkward to do that, but if you do it kind of in the right way, it's people listen to you more and there's a lot of stuff. You can TikTok, you can Google, you can whatever, but to learn a little bit about that, it'll help you make, make you feel a little more confident. Um, but... In some ways it also helps out with what you're saying. If you yeah. speak too quickly, you're not able to think about what you're saying and you end up putting in filler words like, like, um, mm, uh, and, mm. and listening to the first couple podcasts that we did, I think I said like a hundred times <laughs> and I didn't even, I know that I frequently use the word like, okay. but listening to it back when I was playing, I was like, oh my gosh. And honestly, this might sound very weird. If it's in a setting where it's acceptable to do this, if you're, if you're concerned about the way that you present yourself recording yourself talking to other people and playing it back may be beneficial so that you can actually listen to yourself and be like, oh, I wouldn't do that. Like that seems really awkward. At the time it probably seemed fine. You're like, oh, I was it wasn't that bad. And you listen to it and you're like, oh, it was that bad. <laughs> yeah. Recording yourself and listening to yourself back is a huge way to just improve you the way that you talk. Um and to just sound better in general. Um I yeah. I was going to say, I, barely, I can't listen to the podcast because I can't listen to myself speak, but <laughs> you can block that out. Yeah. Um, um, so what I would say is uh, if you're interested in building a network, the it really, it starts slow. Like it, it is something that compounds over time, but you know, you reach out to a couple of people that maybe have shared interests. Um, again, this is, doesn't have to be on LinkedIn, can be any sort of community. Most likely if you're in a community, it's, it, already has that common shared interest because a lot of communities are built around interests. So that right off the bat, you already know that everyone's interested in hopefully something similar. And that's, um, that's a good way to kind of extend and a little bit of social proof is if you're in a community poster, be like, Hey guys, like I'd love to connect with you on LinkedIn and you can build an extra 10 or 15 or 20 or whatever people. And then you've just got that little bit of extra social proof over there of some like real connections of people, you know, of stuff that you can comment on that you kind of know already. Yeah. And I mean, I've also built my network from places that I've worked. Um, I, as someone that has worked at several companies, 
Um, I still reach out to people that I've worked with. I go, Hey, how's it going over there? Um, you know, what, what's, what's new, what's happened in the last year, you know? And that's, um, that's probably one of the best ways It's a very long-term strategy, but being connected with people that you work with, assuming you were good at what you did, or at least a decent person they liked you is an amazing future kind of investment because later on down the road, when you're better at what you do and you're looking for work and there are somewhere else, all of a sudden you've got all these people you work with that spread out into the world and are at different companies. You've got all these people that might be able to refer you, might be able to put, hook you up with somebody, connect you with something and, and help you get that next job. Exactly. And all of every small interaction that you have, be it through professional work or personal, just even just through like social media and stuff, all of those have some sort of benefit. Um, and, you know, you shouldn't look at building a network as trying to make yourself have the, the biggest benefit in the world. Like a network has its purpose, um, but it can have no purpose whatsoever. It could just be for the fact of connecting with like-minded individuals. Um, Absolutely. But be willing to sort of make those connections. There's people who like I'll have uh, at work, I'll end up talking to another team and there'll be an individual who I'm like, oh, this guy's like really smart or this girl's really smart. And I'll end up connecting with them on LinkedIn. We haven't like formally said anything, but I'm like, oh, you know, I started interacting with this person. I'll connect with them on LinkedIn. And who knows, maybe three, six months down the road, they don't work at Hopper anymore mm-hmm. for, you know, they ended up leaving for another opportunity. And without doing that connection, once they leave, that opportunity is sort of gone because it's probably out of your mind. How many people do you interact with a day that you, if you didn't interact with them for at least a couple of weeks, you'd be like, what was that person's name again? Right. Yeah, exactly. And it's, that's a very, um, I love it because it's a very passive way of building your network. It's not going out there. Some people say like, go and add like 50 or a hundred people a day and like build your network. You're not really building a network. You're just increasing the number on your profile, but something like that, that person knows who you are. That person, even though they might not speak to you for six months or so, when something comes up and you talk again, they're like, oh yeah, he worked at Hopper. He did so, so I remember that chat. Almost everyone's going to remember that. That's that like how you made them feel and that sort of thing. They, they're just going to recognize this person. And that's, that's one of, I think the best ways to build a network. I know most people are listening to this. It's I'm, <clears throat> I'm building a network to get a job. And in the end, a lot of this is to get a job, but I think the less you go about it with that specific single train of thought, the better you're going to do as a whole. You need to do all the things to do it. But if you're not directly doing that, it's not like I need a job. Can you get me a job? I'm posting this to get a job. Hey, can you hire me? When you're not doing that, all of a sudden, when you're not focusing on that, all of a sudden it works better. There's a name for that. But um, it's just a matter of, I can compare job hunting to dating all day long, but it's another one that works really good. If you're like aggressive and forward and ridiculous when you're trying to date, it doesn't work. But if you're a little more aloof and you're just kind of a decent person, you're just kind of out there, it's kind of law of attraction. I don't think it's law of attraction. But anyways, people will be attracted to that confidence and that feeling and that like, hey, this person seems like a decent person. Not just this well, person when you're a job. In, in the same way, if you're 
aggressively seeking companionship for a romantic relationship or you're aggressively seeking employment yes. for networking opportunities, okay. it puts pressure on that networking or that connection between you and an individual. They're going to think like, oh, this person's reaching out to me, not because they're um, interested in me. They're just interested in what I could give them. Um, and it would be the same thing in dating, right? It's like perfect. <laughs> it's exactly 100% the, the point. Yeah. Um, and that, that goes to what we were saying. Don't ask for something right off the bat. Um, build a relationship. I mean, even if you got to fake it till you make it, you understand how to be better at this. If there was one thing that I could recommend people stop doing, especially when it comes to online, you would never in an on, in-person networking event, walk up to somebody and be like, hello, can you hire me? You wouldn't even go to a job fair like that. At a job fair, you go to the recruiter and, hey, good morning. How are you doing? How's your day going? Are you busy? You're going to make a little bit of small talk. You would never just say, here's my resume. Hire me. Why are you doing it online? Yeah, so exactly. And I think what I would recommend is people to be smarter about the way that they network. And what I, the advice that I would give is from a job-seeking standpoint, if uh, you see someone that works at a company that you're wanting to work at, it's fine to reach out to them, but understand, like, don't make assumptions, right? Like, I am not involved in the hiring process at Hopper at all today. Um, I might be in the future um, as we hire for my team. But the thing is, is my team is my team. If, if we're hiring for other teams or God forbid, we're hiring outside of my department of engineering, like if we're hiring a like product or we're hiring customer support and someone reaches out and they're like, hey, I'm looking for this you know, product position. I'm like, I have no context that I can give you to this. I can't do anything. Yeah. Um, and, and that's what I've seen. I've had people that reach out to me and they say, hey, I'm looking at this junior position at Hopper. Can you help me out? And I was like, I'm sorry, that's on the cars team. I don't I don't know anything about it. Um, I can't speak to it. I don't know who the recruiter is. I don't know who the hiring manager is. Like all of this, it is as much an external position to you as it is to me. So that would be the first thing is don't make any assumptions about who you're contacting unless if it is very clearly defined. So like if it says in a job posting who the hiring manager is and you reach out to that hiring manager on LinkedIn. Um, the second thing that I would say is having clear intent in your messages. Don't be cryptic. Don't say like, hey, Andrew, I'm looking for some help. Would you be able to help me? And of course, Andrew's probably your first question would be help what a what am i going to get myself into by responding to this and b what what sort of help are they looking for that's exactly it that's don't ask to ask again um and i think to go kind of your original one that like hey i saw this position and you're like that's nothing to do with me they've gone the other direction a little too far it's not just the like i'm asking to help i'm asked for something so specific and so upfront that you can't help me. And I did not do my research and I don't know what I'm even getting into. And therefore you're just like, I can't help you. But if that same person, and this is something that I recommend because I used to do a little bit of that. Um, I'd message, I'd like find a job and I'd find people that work there and I'd blow them all up and be like, Hey, can I talk to you about this? Like I'm looking at this job and that sort of thing. Um, it doesn't work because it's, it's exactly that. It's asking somebody for something that they probably can't help you with. 
Um, so better way about it. And some, what I recommend now is do it to, again, build your network, to talk to people, to make relationships, but to learn about the company. So that same person had have reached out to you and been like, Hey, Chris, um, I'm so-and-so, uh, I'm really interested in Hopper. I really like the company. I like the culture. I like something that you guys are doing. Maybe I'm into travel. Maybe I'm into uh, certain tech that you use. Maybe I've just been following you, um, the news, something. Um, could I trouble you for like just 15 minutes of your time sometime for like a coffee chat? I just want to learn about uh, a little bit more about the company, the culture. Um, it's definitely on a list of companies I'd love to work at someday, but like that's in the future. I, I just want to learn about the company. All of a sudden, what's your feeling? Yeah, it's definitely better. It's not as targeted, but it still is somewhat specific. Um, what I would say is, even to that point, it's still kind of, um, I, I think what I would personally like is if someone were to reach out to me, they say that they're looking for a specific role, but you just say, Hey, like th there's a reason that they're reaching out to me. Like, I, I hope that they didn't just go to people that work at Hopper and I was the first one at the top and they just click that. If there's a reason that they're reaching out to me, there's got to be an actual reason. Mm -hmm. So they reach out and they say, hey, I am interested in working at Hopper. There was a job posting that I saw. Would you be able to connect me to someone that has more info about this? And that person that you're talking to may end up being someone that has info on it. Yep. But that's where I more mean is like, don't make assumptions. So it could be like, hey, I'm interested in learning more about what it's like working at Hopper. Um, do you have any experience with, and in the case of Hopper, we have a careers page with the, the team that you're joining. Mm. Do you have any experience with the cars team? Okay. Do you have any experience with the hotel loyalty team or, you know, whatever, it, whatever it be. Yep. Um, so that is something that you can do. It's specific, but it's not making the assumption that that person is able to help you. Yeah. And more importantly, it's giving you a very small specific ask that's not going to take much of your time. Exactly. You can reply back in one message and be like, yeah, uh, maybe talk to so-and-so or no, I don't, or check out this link. And you can be done with that conversation. Exactly. Um, the one I like about what I was saying about like asking for that coffee chat is again, because I, I really push the coffee chat idea a lot, but it helps you kind of build that network and they get to kind of see who you are without such uh, a pressure on either party to be like, oh, this person's kind of interviewing. Yeah. And... The other thing that I would say is recognizing when you're reaching out to people um, that their time is worth something, mm -hmm. right? That not that every single person is calculating how much time they're spending messaging people, mm -hmm. um, but if they're setting aside time, like time is valuable, whether or not it has a monetary value, it's valuable in a holistic sense. Um, and if I give away all my time to everyone else, I won't have any for myself. Um, but if you're reaching out to someone, I think one of the best things that you can do, if it's not relevant is like, let's say that exact same scenario, uh, I'm interested in this position. I'm not sure who best to contact. Would you be able to help me with that? Perfect. I say, Hey, uh, you know, Joe Smith in whoever at Hopper would be best to contact for that. Uh, don't you know, maybe follow up later, like a week later, mm -hmm. um, after you've contacted Joe and just say like, Hey, Chris, I talked to Joe, 
uh, things are going great. Thanks so much for being willing to do that for me. You know, like following up that way is huge rather than just, I've gotten the value out of this message. I no longer need this person and now I'm just going to throw them away. Exactly. That's because doing, not doing that is a huge way to help that person be like, "Ah, I'm not going to do that in the future. But if you, that's all it takes, a little bit of appreciation. Hey, thank you. And I did that exact same thing um, for somebody recently as I had reached out to somebody to help somebody else with getting a job. And after they had kind of gone through everything, whether it worked out or not, I messaged them and I was like, hey, I just wanted to, I really appreciate your time. I really appreciate you helping out somebody that you have no idea who they are, um, speaking to this person. Um, just like, thank you. And like, oh, I'm happy to help. Like everyone's happy to help, right? But it doesn't mean everyone's got unlimited capacity to help. Exactly. And I am far more willing to help out. And, and this comes into why networking is important. I am more willing to help someone who I know who reaches out to me for a complete stranger than a complete stranger reaching out to me directly. Yes. And so having those, building a network sets you up for being able to build off of their network. Definitely. I've had uh, people in my network that I've reached out to and been like, hey, can you speak to a friend of mine? Like they're having a bit of trouble. Uh, I think there's, I saw this role at your company that would be amazing for them. Um, like, would you be able to hook them up? And it's always, yeah, absolutely. It's just, it's completely straightforward. Like not even a question. Um, I have people in my network, people that I've actually spoken to that can now, after I've talked to them, I, I kind of know who they are. We maybe interacted a little bit on LinkedIn. They'll shoot me a message and be like, hey, I saw such and such a job at, uh, at Universe, at Ticketmaster. Um, could I trouble you for a, a referral? And I'm like, hell yeah, you can. Like, let's go. Totally different thing rather than that, that same person cold messaging me asking for the same thing. I'd be like, who are you? Absolutely. And what I would say is it, it makes it less risky to the person that's willing to do something for that person. Cause referring to a company isn't, um, it, it can be a small thing, but it can also be a big thing in, in some ways referring someone to a company is signing off saying, Hey, I think that this person would be good to work here, either culture or technically or whatever reason. And so for you to refer someone say, Hey, would you refer me to your company? Like, I don't know who you are. I don't, I don't know if you'd be a good fit. I don't know where you skill set are. Um, you know, it, there's a lot of risk and versus if I've been connected. And again, if you're looking for your first job, it's going to be difficult because, um, you might not have the time to wait three, six, 12 months in order to build your network. But if I've been connected with you, Andrew, for three, six, 12 months, it is less risky to me to be like, yeah, yeah, I'll give you a referral to my company um, versus someone that reaches out and just says, hey, can you refer me to this role? Yeah, that's exactly it. Like you, you feel like you're putting your stamp of approval on them. And I've been told that's not the way, but still I'm like, I'm not just going to refer some random and be like, hey, this person might be great because that referral immediately puts them to that kind of top of the list, so to speak. And they might beat out somebody who would have been a much better fit, which is, I guess, unfortunate in some ways, but also the same way that's kind of how it works. But I would rather refer somebody that I am confident they're going to be a good person to work with. I am confident that their skill set is correct. And obviously the interview process is meant to kind of suss that out, but I still don't want to put my name on this person unless I kind of know who they are. Yeah. Yeah. Cause I mean, at the end of the day, there are recruiters 
at most companies that are looking for talent that are looking for strangers and reaching out and all that sort of stuff that they're, they're doing the networking. That's their job. Um, and so if you're reaching out to me to say, Hey, can you refer me to this job? You might as well just reach out directly to a recruiter and do the exact same thing, right? Like it's what value am I going to do other than actually, yeah, I could do a referral in our HR software, but that, that's it. And I guess they're thinking like that value is, oh, you've made a referral. It's just as good as if we've known each other for years. And that's where you're like, no, I'm, I'm not doing that. And I've had people, I almost feel bad because I had it done to me when I was looking for work. I had somebody reach out to me, but then they almost wanted to like interview me. I'm like, that's not your job. Like, do you know who I am and you want to enter? Like you want to refer me or no? And it felt kind of weird. So I'm very straight with people now. I'm like, I don't want to interview you. That's not my job. I don't want to sit here and see if you've got the technical skills. I don't even really want to look at your resume if I don't know who you are. Um, if I do know who you are, hell yeah, like show me your resume so I can make sure it fits the company. Like there's just such a wall. There's such a divide there. And that's the importance of this whole thing of kind of people knowing who you are, at least a little bit. Yeah. I, I would summarize this thing as the bar is low for being able to do some of this stuff. Like very if well. it's just reaching out, having a couple of conversations, maybe you have a 15 minute coffee chat and at the end of it, you just say, Hey, Andrew, would you be comfortable maybe referring me to your company? And at the end of that 15 minutes, cause they've invested that time, yep. it, maybe, maybe they'd be willing to do it. Um, you also might not want to, again, it's putting pressure on that relationship. You might not want to burn that bridge at the end of that 15 minutes. Cause if they, after that go, no, I don't want to. Um, that's, <laughs> that's awkward. Um, but I think it is so easy to send a message. It is harder to send a good message, mm -hmm. but it is so much easier to just send something that is not like, it doesn't have to be in depth. I don't need to know your entire life story. I don't need to know all that sort of stuff. Like just connect with me as a human, not as potential value to yeah. you and i prefer if it's not your life story i would far more prefer yes. a, two lines this is who i am this is something i like that you did this is just a little thing i don't need your life story and i get that occasionally too yeah there was something i wanted to add to what you were just saying about the cocktail oh going back to what you're saying about that at the end of a conversation it's I think it can definitely work. It's actually specific advice I give to people to not do. I say at the end of that conversation, you're not going to make an ask. All you're going to do is you're going to listen. I really appreciate your time. Thank you so much for taking some time out of your day. Um, I see we're coming up to like the 15 minutes. I don't want to take any more time than I asked for. Um, be very appreciative, very thankful. Be very mindful of their time and respectful of their time because they are taking part of the time out of their day. And that is valuable to them because they could have been doing something else and to you because you're getting something out of this. But I always say at the end of that, you're going to thank them. You're going to say goodbye and you're going to leave. It. And then the next day you're going to message them again. You're going to thank them again. And you're going to say, Hey, I really appreciated that chat yesterday. Um, I learned a lot about the company. Um, I, I, you can at that point go into like, I hope I can work there someday. Or I'm really interested. Um, I did see this job. Um, and you can do it a little more casually too. You can be like, hey, I saw such and such a job. And this can be the next day. This can be ideally a little while later. Because like I say, don't do this with the intention of getting a job there specifically right away. But if you then message them a week or two later because you did see a job come up, 
rather than just going for the job that was already there. And you're like, hey, uh, Chris, I, I, again, really appreciate that chat that we had a couple weeks ago. Uh, I saw there was a job in the cars team come up. Um, kind of interested, really like everything you told me about the company. I'd love to work there. Do you know anything about it? Um, do you know who's hiring for it? All of a sudden you have that connection. You're like, yeah, I talked with this, this girl. Um, she seems really nice. Or she, you know what? I, I, I thought about it because now you have a person. They're, they're kind of in your world. They're not just like an NPC anymore. Um, and they are... There's somebody that you're like, yeah, you know what, that might be. Um, you know what, you should you should speak to uh, Joe over and such and such. Um, tell him I sent you. Um, let me know if there's anything else I can help you with. You've got a personal connection now. Yeah, yeah, and with LinkedIn as pretty much our main focus for most of this conversation is there are other ways that you can also share your intent without having to put it in a message. Mm. You know, the two, two really easy ways of doing this is one, you have the open to work banner on your profile. Um, you know, if someone contacts me, they have a yellow or not yellow, sorry, green, um, banner on their profile picture that says open to work almost very quickly. You already know what the, how, not how the conversation is going to go, but you know, like that they're open for work. And that maybe they're contacting you relevant for that. The other thing is uh, your headline. Um, Mm. You know, I've seen people where they put seeking my first software developer um, opportunity or something like that. Uh Um, And if I recall, the headline shows up in first message, right? Like it shows what their headline is when they message you. I believe it does. Let's scroll here and see. Yes, it does. It's at the very top of the very first message. So it's very clear. You have an awesome... That, that's amazing. I never even thought about that. That is so clear. So right there. You don't need to tell this person that you're looking for work if you have a good headline. Yep, exactly. It, it's being able to use the tools that you have to your advantage. So if you just have seeking my first job in the headline, and then when you reach out to someone, say, Hey, I saw you worked at here and we have this mutual, whatever, again, could be, you went to the same school, same boot camp. Maybe you have a mutual connection that someone referred to you. They're going to see that like they're, unless if they just outright ignore it on purpose, um, they're going to see it and that will be in their brain during the conversation. Mm-hmm. And so when you say, Hey, I'm actually interested in this role. Would you be able to maybe give me some more information on it? You know? Uh, that seed has been planted at the beginning of the conversation. Yep. And that speaks even further to don't write your whole life story because they're probably not even going to see that whole thing now. And now you're just wasting your time and theirs. Unless if I put my whole life story in my headline. You could do that. They give you a lot of space. Yeah. Um, so another one is your communities. And we touched on this very briefly, but you've got LinkedIn, which is can be super impersonal, but it is what you make it. You have in-person, which is very face-to-face. Um, everyone knows what your intention is there. But then you've got communities. And one that both Chris and I are part of is Toronto.js. And this is one I refer everyone to Toronto.js. Toronto.js will always have a special place in my heart because it's where... I got the referral to my very first tech role. Um, and it was just by showing up. It was by cons- being consistent and and doing a lot of things. And it wasn't specific to always reaching out to people and talking. There were some people on there that I'd message and it, the exact same way as LinkedIn because I wanted to know what they were doing and about the job and about the company. 
um, or if somebody was hiring on there specifically, I'd talk to them. But I see a lot of people go on there, say hello, and then just kind of like disappear. Like what do you expect is going to happen if you're not really part of that community, if you're not going to kind of show up and be there? Exactly. And being joining a community like Toronto.js, and it doesn't have to be that because there, there's so many. I'd say there's like, there's two different sort of um, communities when it comes to at least like software engineering, you have the uh, location based ones. Mm -hmm. Like you'll have like a, a Boston developer one or a Vancouver, Toronto, Ottawa, you know, whatever it is. Um, I like that. I said like three Canadian cities and then just one random American, we but, you know, whatever. engineering. Yeah. Um, but so there's that. And then there's also like interest specific ones and it doesn't mm. have to just be Slack. There's also discord communities out there where it could just be, maybe it's just front end engineering, or maybe it's uh, a react based discord server. Maybe it's a first developer discord, you mm. know, whatever it be. Um, all of those are communities that exist. And as we mentioned earlier on, if that is something that interests you, you already should have a common interest with those that are there. Um, and, you know, Toronto.js, we're all geographically close, you know, that that's our common interest. And so um, because the Canadian developer scene is much smaller, I think we're sort of more willing to go out and be able to make referrals, especially those of us that work at like multinational companies or, you know, global companies is, yeah, I'll, I'll give you a referral to my U.S. company as a Canadian developer because there's not very not there's opportunities for it but i'd rather help out a canadian than some random person right and you've got that uh, you've got that connection you're in the same community and if your name shows up occasionally or they kind of see who you are you've been around this community that means something to me i think that's really important i got exactly and the other thing is is with those communities you have the opportunity to put yourself out there without it being one on one and so people start seeing your name without, again, that pressure. Like, cause what, not that one-on-one -on -one is like stressful or anything like that. It, for some um, it, it can be to some people. Um, but in Toronto JS, for example, we have like a help channel. So someone posts for help and you could be one of those people that comes in and, and helps out and people start seeing your name as responses to help messages. And they're like, Oh, this guy's really helpful. Um, and then maybe you reach out to someone and just be like, hey, like doing this or doing that, or you know, you constantly reply to help, you help people solve their problems, and then you post on the job seekers channel. And someone's like, oh, this very helpful person is looking for a job. And you know, you have that again, the seed has been planted because you've been active in the community, and people probably subconsciously will want to reward that. Mm -hmm. And I think that's exactly what happened for me, uh, kind of on the other side. I was the one constantly asking for help, constantly putting my stuff out there. That's like, hey, here's a thing that I'm building. And I was just always asking, always talking to people, always interacting, because like that is very much me. I, I enjoy talking to people and interacting and being social. But I've had more than one person, I think yourself included, say you've kind of like made yourself the Toronto JS Junior. Because I was always on there, not always like all day long, but like every day I check in, every day I had something to say, something to add of some sort of value, not just here just because, but like something I was asking, something I'd build, talking about what's going on, helping where I could as I, I learned more. But 
a lot of people and it kind of made me laugh at the first like in real life event I went with them people like knew who I was I'm like we have never met how do you know who I am like what is this but I made that effort and so I tell everyone when you're in a community like make that effort to actually be part of it just having your name in the members list that doesn't count you actually need to make not your- when there's 5,000 members that are there if you're not posting and people and this is I, I would say actually really important as not mentioned in networking is having a good uh, profile is, is huge, mm-hmm. both in like, you know, Slack, LinkedIn, anything, yep. having your profile picture and be like a good, not professional, but at least like a nice photo of you that's clear um, helps out because when you do meet some of these people, either in person or whatever, they go, oh, here's Chris, you know, because imagine you were just using like some um, NFT profile picture and you show up in person and someone would be like, Oh, you're Andrew. (laughs) And then the the alien with the things growing out of its head in the car. Exactly. But like you use um, a photo of yourself. Now you use one of those AI um, stylized ones, but before it was not, Um, but it's still close enough to you where if someone saw you in person, um, and they knew that you were going to be there. They're not going to like, oh my God, you're Andrew in the grocery store. But they're again, like, you go to a Toronto JS meetup, they see you and they're like, oh, that's Andrew. And yeah. yeah. They're like, where is your uh, neon monocle? But other than that, like, it, it's pretty clearly me. Like I, I've got we this sparkly jacket. We'll get you a neon uh, monocle as soon as the we start having adverts. <laughs> Amazing. Yeah, so... Yeah, let's wrap it up there. Okay, then. All right, you want to wrap it up? Yeah. So that's been episode five of Looney Engineering. It's been Andrew and I talking about how to build your network, mostly through LinkedIn. Any last words, Andrew? Put yourself out there. Go talk to people. Just do the thing. I know it seems difficult, but I promise it's worth it. And I promise you should be doing it a lot earlier than you think. Because then you don't have to worry about that timeline. You don't have to get a job right now. Start doing it. If you're listening to this and you're not networking, you need to.